Good morning. I'm Emily Reese, and I'm speaking today with Ivy Schlegel. Ivy is a senior research specialist uh, in plastics with Greenpeace USA. Good morning, Ivy. Good morning, Emily. I'm so glad to speak with you today. So tell us a little bit about the research that you worked on earlier this year with regards to recycling of plastics. Yeah, so uh, we looked into some of the new technologies that have been promoted on the known as chemical or advanced recycling. Um, and these are often promoted by the American Chemistry Council and also by consumer goods companies. Um, really the latest attempt by the fossil fuel and um, plastic industry to continue the decades long effort to advance the illusion that we can recycle our way out of their plastic pollution crisis. Um, so plastic industry efforts thus far have attempted to place responsibility onto individuals and local governments rather than onto producers. So we wanted to take a look into some of the technologies that are being promoted and evaluate um, whether or not they actually have a chance at successfully reprocessing plastic and really making a dent into our plastic pollution crisis. So Ivy, tell me the difference between chemical and advanced recycling. These are terms I was uh, unfamiliar with. Right, exactly. And the industry is hoping that many consumers will be unfamiliar with them. So um, there's actually no standard definition. Chemical recycling is a pretty intentionally vague term used by industry to refer to a variety of technologies, um, all promising to convert plastic waste into its basic chemical building blocks to generate what the industry calls like new plastic. Um, and this is intended to overcome many of the problems with our current mechanical recycling system, many of which have been documented that we have very low recycling rates in the U.S. and across the globe. Mm -hmm. um, so this promises, you know, it's this sort of speculative technology um, that aims to return it to its basic chemical building blocks. Mm -hmm. Advanced recycling can refer to um, innovative elements of a mechanical recycling system, so sorting technology, robotics, that kind of thing. Um, but we've seen um, promotional materials from the American Chemistry Council often use this advanced recycling as a synonym for chemical recycling, thus hmm. confusing the issue for a lot of consumers. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, so talk to me about how viable these processes are for actually recycling plastic. Yeah, so it would help probably to explain a little about what they are. Most people have no idea exactly what chemical recycling is. So there's yeah. two basic types, um, and the majority of what is known as chemical recycling now refers to technologies that are actually known as plastic to fuel. And these generate, um, these take plastic waste and convert them into fuels, waxes, lubricants, and petrochemicals. Um, so the industry make, it considers this and promotes this as recycling based on the idea that these petrochemicals could then theoretically get used to make new plastic or that they somehow will enter into the plastic value chain. Um, but the reality is that from our research, what we saw is that many of these products are being marketed um, not to new plastic production, but as jet fuels. Um, and again, those lubricants, they're sold to refiners. Um, so this is not actually a recycling process and because many, many of these are just ended up combusted rather than recycled into you know, new plastic packaging. How about advanced recycling? What, how viable is that? Again, so the, the, you know, the intentionally vague terms, you know, so all of chemical recycling and advanced recycling together, um, the plastic to fuel is already a mature technology. Um, and these have shown to be actually very energy intensive, intensive and emit significant amounts of carbon dioxide. So not only not recycling, but being promoted as such, but really environmentally destructive. 
There are another group of technologies that do promise to convert plastic waste into the plastic building blocks. Um, none of these have yet been proven to produce plastic, new plastic, or like new plastic at commercial scale hmm. um, in a true closed loop manner. Um, and particularly none of them demonstrate um, viability to not produce harmful wastes or a carbon deficit. So you know, the science tells us that we have a rapidly closing window in which we can act to reduce our reliance on fossil fuels and shift to innovative and climate safe business models. Um, so uh, it, it really we don't we need to prioritize overall reduction of the production of plastic and not invest in risky technologies that may not become viable in the time that we would need them. So, you know, mechanical recycling, so that that refers to someone like me, right? Uh, making sure that I'm taking care of my own plastics and recycling them. Is that correct? So, yeah. Well, so yeah, mechanical recycling is sort of what like our default traditional recycling, you know, and the plastic, sure. it's collected at your curbside, it's sorted, it's chopped up into pieces and then uh, washed and then remelted. And, um, you know, usually a soda bottle can be recycled into you know, fleece and textiles, uh, rubber, um, playground materials, outdoor furniture, that kind of thing. Okay. So if that system isn't working and, and the chemical recycling isn't even really doing what it says it's doing, so what are mm -hmm. the alternatives then? Yeah, exactly. And the reality is that we have approached the end of the decades-long dream that recycling can allow for ever-increasing plastic production. So really, um, this is a clarion call for companies to urgently reimagine their business model and really decouple sales growth of items from single-use packaging. And it's really time for companies to refocus all of their um, investments and plastic uh, efforts to reduce plastic pollution to ambitious reduction of single-use plastic overall. Um, and they really need to urgently accelerate innovation and bring accessible models of reuse and refill to scale for um, diverse consumers. Why do you think companies are using uh, chemical advanced recycling now? Why do you think they're kind of turning in that direction? Given the, you know, as I mentioned, the system, as you know, the system of recycling um, is totally broken. And as consumers have been waking up to plastic, um, the plastic pollution crisis, um, this is really a business as usual um, attempt by the industry. Um, and we see that many of them uh, just continue to invest in these technologies and are likely going to grow the amount of plastic packaging they're selling on the market, but then be able to label it recyclable or recycled mm -hmm. because they are relying on these technologies to meet those um, reduction commitments. So these are really sort of false promises to reduce their overall plastic packaging. And so that's why they're looking at this promise of chemical recycling to deliver a technological fix somewhere down the line rather than actually tackle the hard thing the, to them, the hard um, work of, of reuse and refill. Sure. So what should companies and decision makers be doing to counter the misinformation and lead on the, the plastic pollution crisis? I mean, what can listeners do? What can I do? Because it's, it's overwhelming in a lot of ways. It is overwhelming. And this is one reason companies know that consumers care about plastic, about ending plastic pollution because they actually hear it. And it's something that is very tangible for people. You and I probably are inundated with this flood of plastic packaging. You know, our recycling bins fill up every week. Um, consumers and consumer goods companies know this. Um, and so we believe that people who are passionate about ending plastic pollution should continue to apply pressure to these large you know, consumer goods companies, their favorite companies, the retailers where you shop every day, 
and and continue to let them know that it's time to move away from single-use plastics and that they need to avoid these false solutions. And again, part of what the industry is hoping is that we'll remain um, in the dark about the about chemical recycling and its potential risks. Um, and so as we continue to let consumer goods companies know that reducing plastic is the way out and that reuse and refill is the way of the future, um, that will encourage them to act faster. Ivy, I'm really struck by a, a statistic here. And uh, just to kind of recap that less than 50% of the projects on the American Chemistry Council's list of advanced recycling met your basic criteria to be deemed credible plastic recycling projects. And that was uh, really astonishing uh, for me to hear. Can you uh, expand on that a little bit? Yeah, exactly. So the American Chemistry Council has been promoting these large numbers into um, advanced and chemical recycling. And so when we obtained a list of the projects that they said they had used to generate that number, we were very surprised um, that many of them were, again, not recycling, but plastic to fuel. So technologies Mm -hmm. that use heat to destroy plastic with some petrochemicals and fuels generated on the side. Um, and, uh, many of them were also, um, not plastic recycling projects at all. So there was a couple, um, that were sort of pilot demonstration projects that had ended. Um, so it seemed like the American Chemistry Council was, uh, you know, considering a, a sort of a grab bag, again, uh, affirming this idea that there's, there's a little bit of confusion about what the technologies are, what the definitions are. And, and again, I think that will really obscure, um, the environmental and health risks that these technologies do carry. Ivy Schlegel is Senior Research Specialist uh, in Plastics for Greenpeace USA. Ivy, it was such a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you so much for your time today. Thanks so much, Emily.